Manimal here. It's Wednesday, September 6th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin's flying solo. I couldn't be there, still on vacation, but listen to Kev today. He'll give you the reasons why you shouldn't jump on that panic button too hard, and he's got all the latest Rangers roster news. So give us a listen today, Texas Rangers with the boys. I'm Glenn Otto, and you're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK Kevin Frazier. You can find me on the social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And you can find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers. WTB, and don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com, and notoriously absent is the all one word from my co-host, because the co-host with the most, the man with the beard that never ends, the world traveler, has traveled the world to the point of exhaustion, and he is on vacation, he is tired, he is getting a rest, he is getting a well-deserved show off today, and your boy Kev is going to roll solo and of all days to have to roll solo, I would say it's unfortunately at the at the, the the low point of the Ranger season right now. It's been a tough, tough 30 days uh, being a Rangers fan. But one thing before we just get into anything that I want to kind of give a maybe a 10,000 foot view is, you know, remember this team last year. I want to say two months ago, we have more wins than we had last year, all year last year. Just like what feels like, I think it was like two months ago. So this team has drastically improved year over year. And the thing that gives me the most encouragement is the amount of effort that this organization has put in to make this team a competitive team. And we're just getting started. This is just the beginning. Building momentum um, in a professional league and in a league full of juggernauts like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the, uh, you know, the, the Mets and I didn't the Mets, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Cardinals. Uh, you know, these are big spending teams that put a lot of effort year in and year out. And I feel like the Rangers right now, we're just getting started. Uh, we, we've got a lot of talent coming up in the farm system. So I want to keep optimism high. There's not a lot of great stuff to talk about on the show today, but let's look at the season as a whole as already has been a success. So let's just jump right into it. Um, Rangers right now trail the AL West by two games. Um, Seattle, the surging Seattle, is fending off the surging Houston as the Rangers, who have held this division all year long. Uh, Unfortunately, we are two games back. And right now we also trail Toronto by a half game in the wild card. So, you know, technically a low point in the season, but for me, lifelong Ranger fan, I can keep some perspective here because, again, we're just getting started with this thing, and I can't wait to see the future. But the season is still going on, and we can't get to we can't get to next year. Let's let's talk about this year and talk about maybe what it's going to take for the Rangers to um, do what they need to do. So, right now, having dropped two against Houston, it's huge that we get that win uh, tonight. But before we get to that, let me give you a few Rangers news, notes, updates now. Full disclosure, my buddy Bull, he is the he is the 
curator of content in terms of news. So I, I did my best here, guys. So the big news right now with the Rangers is that Nathan Eovaldi is back. Um, didn't go on a rehab start. I, I, I might question that personally just because to be thrown into the fire like this, um, it, it didn't seem to have a good outcome for anybody. But um, he's back. He uh, And, again, we pitched an inning last. He didn't get through two innings last night. Uh, tough, tough start back. Not how you want to see the American League uh, earned run average leader come back off. But, hey, he's back. He's he's here. And, and let's hope that um, it's all uphill from here. The other big news right now on the Rangers' uh, home front is that Josh Spores has a 15-day DL stint. I think ever since he came back from the injury, he has not quite been the same. So I think this is a good thing. I think we were all a little concerned that that he might have thrown his last pitch as a Ranger. But, you know, deep down I was like, man, but he had such a good stretch there. You know, there there is an upside to this guy. And I think that I think that this is a good move to, to not let him go, but to, to put him on the DL – let him get healthy. Um, a, someone who did get um, designated for assignment or the the ominous DFA'd, uh, Glenn Otto, which you know just has not been has not been a success story for the Rangers. I feel like the Rangers gave him every opportunity to succeed, but unfortunately he did not. So um, you know, hate hate to see that for Glenn Otto, someone that we had high hopes for and someone that we were wanting to see. Um, become, you know, really someone that would be either part of this bullpen or part of this rotation, and unfortunately he uh, he was not. Big news, or I would say positive news, is Corey Seager. Um, unfortunately, though he had that costly error uh, in the game a couple nights ago, he is probably offensively the best player in the American League right now. I know uh, the only person that leaves him in offs right now would be Otani, but we're not sure if he's going to play again this year. So, to me, I've been saying it all year long. Corey Seager should have been getting his flowers as MVP, the, regardless of the way the season uh, ends up with the Rangers. Just a huge turnaround uh, for the team. And I, and I would say every time that he was gone, except for that early part of the season when Marcus Simeon kind of carried the – and the young guys kind of carried the, the load, every time he's come back off of uh, the DL, he has been absolutely aisle. He's been absolutely – incredible and just to stack it up his numbers in august 337 batting average 407 off i mean the on base 704 slug 704 slug with a 111 ops um he hit 10 home runs in the month of august 21 runs and 22 runs batted in so just a lot to like about where Corey seager is at right now he is struggling a little bit for by his standards in the month of september but for the Rangers, who isn't? But, again, let's try to keep our heads up here. There are a lot of positives, and, and when we go through the box score, we'll try to try to, try to to find the silver lining uh, in all of this. And, and really, the, the only thing that we can do is play the next game. But before we talk about that, I want to tell you guys real quick about what's going on October 6th at the Ridgely Theater. Uh, there is going to be a cage match for Death Breath Presents, Matt Warpro, along with uh, Texas Roughhouse Wrestling, and right now the name of the show escapes me, but I think it's like Rage in the Cage. But what's most important is Big Damo is taking on Brent McKenzie 
in a cage match. And I'm telling you, man, this is something that we haven't seen in the Metroplex in a long time as it relates to professional wrestling, just a, a match between two heavyweights. And I have a feeling we it's going to be blood and guts, man. It's going to be a, a blood feud that's going to culminate in uh, this uh, Trinity River Heritage Championship cage match. Also, don't forget our boy Brick Savage will be out there. He has been wrestling the who's who across the independent scene. And if you want to see somebody that has top-tier, you know, big-time talent, Brick Savage is about as blue-chip of an athlete as it gets in regards to professional wrestling. Also, don't forget that Starry's Ice Cream is going to be out there. Banana Pudding Ice Cream is my recommendation. Also, there's going to be Kelly's Onion Burgers and I want to say Big Dogs, uh, Hot Dogs. So, again, we're going to have Hot Dogs versus Burgers again. And I think right now off the top of my head, that's the only – the only sponsors that I can remember. I'm not going off of a run sheet right now. I am in a parking lot just making sure your guys, you guys are getting your Texas Rangers content. So October 6th, Ridgely Theater, really excited, right across the, literally, literally five blocks from where I grew up. So I'll be there. Manimal will be there. He'll be wrestling, which, honestly, if there's any reason for you guys to go out, it's to see our boy Manimal, uh, 300-pound Manimal Bull. He's, he's going to go out there and has the best entrance I've seen in independent wrestling in a long time, man. When he comes out, the people go crazy. And he's going to be adding uh, some big dude, I can't remember his name, Justin James maybe, uh, to the splash pile. So October 6th, Risley Theater, don't forget to check it out. And uh, we'll give you more as the event comes a little closer. We're almost a, we're about a month out right now. So let's jump into this box score. Um, man, wasn't pretty, but... As we found last the night before last, it wasn't pretty, but as we found last night, it, it actually can get worse. But the Rangers fall 13 to six to the Houston Astros, and you know, you, Andrew Heaney didn't have a bad start. It was kind of a, a, I would call it like a typical kind of Heaney thing where he he's good and then he's not good, and that's who he is. We've known that's who he is all year long. So it's kind of one of those things you, you – leopard doesn't change its spots, something like that. Um, Andrew Heaney definitely was Heaney. But he's our four – he's our number five starter. You know, that's four or five starter. You expect that. You're not expecting A stuff. I think the real – the real problem, which has obviously been the, the glaring issue for the Rangers, has been this bullpen. Uh, Glenn Otto, one inning, two runs given up. He's got – 10 ERA on the season. You can't imagine he's going to slide through waivers just because he does have a lot of talent, but I think this was kind of the last straw for the Rangers. Same thing with Josh Spores. Didn't even get through an inning. Um, you know, couldn't get a strikeout. It seems like he can get to, get to two strikes and he just can't, uh, you know, punch the ticket. You know, five runs scored on him. Um, I'm sorry, five earned runs, six runs total. Gave up seven base runners in that in that short amount of time, um, and then Martin Perez, who had kind of been a a bright spot in the bullpen, he came in. He still couldn't get anybody out. So, you know, I think at this point it's kind of time to try anything. So let's uh, let's move on to the to the offense here. You know, Corey Seager, outstanding as always. Two home runs. That gives him 28 on the season, bringing his, uh, you know, batting average as we talked a little bit earlier. It's a 345 
Uh, Mitch Garver, who is also kind of the other um, hot ranger on the club right now, batting 286 with a 931 ops. Here's the thing about Garver. I had no idea. I hadn't paid, you know, a whole lot of attention to his cumulative stats this year, but that is his 16th home run on the season, and he's only played like 60 games. I mean, because we had an over-under bet on, on how many games Garver would play. And it, from what I – yeah, let's see. So let's let's look over Garver here. So this year, the for, for the Rangers, he's got 65 games. And in 65 games, he's got 16 home runs, and he's got 42 runs batted in. 32 walks to to give him a slash of 288, 381, and a 553 slug. So, Mitch Garver, I I, I am I would be remiss to think about where this offense would be without him, because he kind of picked up the slack. Him and Robbie Grossman lately uh, have picked up the slack for Josh Young and Jonah Heim when when uh, they went down, which were you know those were two pivotal guys in the lineup. So, hats off to Mitch Garver for the the job that he's done. And big look at Josh Smith coming in with uh, getting a home run uh, in his three at-bats. Also, he got a walk there, so positive signs from him. I mean, I think because of Zeke Duran's struggles, which, you know, couldn't have come at a worse time, that's a big reason why Josh Smith has been getting some of that playing time. And uh, I think I think right now what you're seeing with, with Duran is you're seeing him really feel the pressure of the of expectations and you know when Josh Young went down it almost seemed like we all expected him to step up and step into that role but as we've kind of seen he's he's flourished more in a spot where he's had less expected of him and he can over uh overachieve or overproduce of what's expected the minute we put those hey you're the starter and now we need you uh he has not responded very well to that situation so um, you know, he's young, and uh, he's got a lot of talent and a lot of promise, so I don't think that means it's the end of the road for, for Duran by any stretch of the word. But, uh, you know, it's a young guy struggling uh, in a pennant race, and, you know, that's something that this team and this organization has not seen in a while. And that's something, too, like to really think about, you know, when, when you're playing the Astros, um, I mean, look at, look at Altuve and the way he's responding right now. I mean, he is a leader. He has stepped up and, I mean, love him or hate him, probably hate him. I know I do, but you can't not, you can't, you can't not acknowledge the fact that, hey, I mean, he is, he has been a driver in this series and he's been a guy that has just stepped up immensely. I think he's got five home runs in two games against the Rangers. And it's his way of kind of making a statement and letting his team know. And, you know, that's something that Corey Seager is doing as well. So that's what big-time players do in big-time situations, but the Astros as a whole, Bregman coming up huge with four hits. It, this is what this is what they do. Uh, uh, Jordan Alvarez with three walks, and again, this is not a, a praise the Astros. This is for us to look at like, hey, this is how championship teams respond down the stretch, pennant chase, playoff run, and I think the Rangers' inexperience right now is what you're seeing more than anything. I think that's the big deal here is that, yes, the offense had a really good day. Six runs should be enough to win you a ball game. But you're playing the Astros, and you know that your bullpen is struggling. And you've just got to find, you know, the, the, when you, that's the strength of the team is you're hitting. You've got to find a way. And the Rangers did not find a way uh, in this game to win this ball game. And down the stretch, I mean, you know, 3 nothing Rangers looking good. Astros come back 
to it with three runs in the top of the fifth. And Rangers kind of come answer back. And, uh, you know, you got that, you got it four, it's four to three uh, going into the sixth inning. Now you got the, the Astros come back again with two runs in the top of the sixth. Rangers answer with one. So you're going into that going, let's see where we're at, two, three, four, five, five up going into the seventh inning. And once the seventh inning started, uh, yeah, yeah, you had the meltdown. And that's kind of where, where it all kind of fell apart. So I'm going to jump into the seventh inning here just real quick. It, basically, um, you know, that was that was a point. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to do this to myself. Rangers blow it in the seventh. <laughs> you guys, if you watch the game, you know. And if any time you've had to have a position player come in and pitch, uh, at the end of the game, uh, which Austin Hedges had to come in and do, it's never a good thing. So, um, but the good part is, is that you know the Rangers, uh, the Rangers did put up six runs, and so let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. And before we get to this next box score and a preview of the of tonight's game, because uh, it is Thursday, I'm going to tell you guys real quick about our exclusive content, and it's uh, called Down on the Farm with the Boys. Right now, we've got our top 40 prospect list out. So really pumped up about that. Uh, you can find out how we've ranked all the prospect or the top 40 prospects in the Rangers organization. Um, it's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. You can go to our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com, all one word, or you can check out check us out on Spotify, and you can subscribe there. It's just a dollar ninety nine a month, and for just a dollar ninety nine a month, y'all, you can make us your one stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide. There's a lot going on in the minor leagues, and I have a feeling you're going to see more of these guys that we've been talking about. And if you've been listening to our show, you know the name of Antoine Kelly, and and you know Mark Church, uh, you know Owen White, if you've probably seen him in the major league roster as well. So there might be some of these guys on this 40-man roster coming up and getting a chance to pitch, uh, given the fact that the Rangers are struggling. And you might see some guys that aren't on the 40-man roster. Alex Spees is also a uh, name that you guys might know because he pitched a little bit. But if you've been listening to Down on the Farm with the Boys, you know all these guys' names, you know where they've been and what they've been doing, and you actually know why they're coming up and pitching for the Rangers because you've heard their success stories uh, all throughout the season. And another guy, a big, huge success story, had a home run last night at Bimelec Ortiz, who, gosh, I mean, he's he's become a guy that, like, is he is is he for real? And are are we going to see this guy at the major league level? How many how many people is he going to leapfrog to end up at the major league level? Undrafted uh, cat that just you know if you watch his Instagram puts in a lot of work. So want to learn more about these prospects? Go to our uh, Spotify page or our website and subscribe to Te- Down on the Farm with the Boys, the exclusive content of Texas Rangers with the Boys. So let's get into this box score for last night, man. I don't even know if I want to. <laughs> uh, the game just didn't feel – it just didn't – I mean, from the from the from literally the very first at-bat with Altuve uh, taking Nate Eovaldi deep, you just had this pit feeling in your stomach. And, you know, the Rangers are down six zip after three innings and really just didn't seem to have an answer. And let's just be real, man. The Rangers absolutely – put the beat down on Framber Valdez the last time, got into his head, had him all flustered. And a guy like that with that kind of talent, uh, that, that, that good of a pitcher, you're, like we saw with Zach Gallon, you're not going to get him every time. You know, you aren't. It's just 
that's why they're the ace or the, the, the top guy in their staff is because you're not going to get them every time. And Valdez had something to prove. Uh, you know, his team gave him a big lead. And you could tell, like, maybe it just seemed like they wanted that for him, that they were, they were intent on going out there and jumping on anything that the Rangers were giving them. And they were going to get a lead and they were going to get a win here for Valdez because not only because he's their teammate, but also they're in a pennant chase and, and they know they need this win uh, to take back to, to rightfully take back the American League West, which they've dominated over the last, uh, you know, I guess decade, at least half decade. But up and down the lineup, the Astros hit all the way through. I mean, everybody kind of got in on the act, but the real story was Altuve with the two um, with the three home runs. Uh, also Maldonado, who's not much of a hitter in his own right, but he he got in on it with two home runs. So you just um, you know, you really – they showed up when they had to. They did what they had to do. They caught the Rangers really at a kind of a down point. The Rangers are kind of like a kind of like a wounded animal right now in terms of just pitching all together. And uh, something we, we saw with the Rangers that we did expect was maybe Nathan Eovaldi not being at his best, which I fully expected. I didn't – I just – I didn't understand why we didn't do a, a rehab start for him. I understand, like – He's a big leaguer, and it's a pennant chase, and we need him, and all that stuff. But looking back, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but even before we went through this experience, I just didn't think it was a good idea. I felt like he needed to have a, a kind of a, a simulated start, you know, against some real pitching, some guys that wanted to hit against him. And I think a triple-A start would have, been, would have been better for him than going out and throwing a couple, trying to get two innings against, one of the hottest teams in baseball with one of the hardest lineups you can you can go against that is going to make you pay for every single mistake. It's just not a morale booster for Eovaldi or for the rest of the team. So Eovaldi gets run out of there less than two innings. Um, you know, Altuve got him twice, almost like he just knew what was coming. Uh, I, no, I didn't hear any trash cans banging, so I'm not making any speculations. But, yeah, it, it – really definitely seemed like he he had a he had Eovaldi's number. I think the real story of the game is Dane Dunning. So, you know, Rangers down four, not the end of the world. Obviously, they didn't score uh too many runs against Framber Valdez, but four in, four runs is not insurmountable. But Dane Dunning came in and just was not was not good. I mean, just didn't have the command. I mean, he had 11 hits given up, two two walks. To be honest, and and just looking at body language, you could it just felt like Dane Dunning was not happy that he was in that role again. And I think that's immaturity. I mean, I think it really he doesn't maybe he maybe he does understand why it's important, but we're all humans, man. Like even though that you may understand it and you may get it, doesn't mean you're not mad about it or you're not, you know, that it doesn't disappoint you. And again, I'm I'm speculating here, but I could just tell with Dunning's body language, seemed like he was a little bit in a rush, like he was he was kind of out of sorts. And I fully expected him to pitch in this game, so I I don't know if he did or didn't, but nine runs over five innings, uh what used to be a respectable earned run average has ballooned up to almost four runs given up right now for for Dunning. He has not really been good. Uh, over his last few starts or last now last few appearances, but he toughed it out and got five innings for the Rangers, which they definitely 
uh, need. The last thing we need is the, the bullpen just being completely um, decimated in innings as well. So he kind of bit the bullet for the team. Ian Kennedy back to the major leagues again, uh, got an inning in there, uh, gave up a run, gave up two hits, so uh, gave up a homer. So it's not it, – obviously Kennedy's probably not the answer. And for two nights in a row, uh, Austin Hedges goes out there and maybe Austin Hedges is the answer because he gave up. He didn't give up any runs. Didn't give up any runs uh, last night. And give up. Didn't give up any runs the night before last. Maybe we should just uh, get him to go out there and throw some knuckleballs. Whatever. Whatever works. Um, not much to speak of whatsoever from the offense. But I will say that I have recognized a pretty concerning trend with this team. So the Rangers only score one run, and and I don't think. Um, you know, eight singles. Well, I'm sorry. What do we have? One double. So, so seven singles, one extra base hit, four walks. I'm pretty sure that seven singles and four walks aren't going to get it done uh, on a night when the other team scores 14 runs and they can't. You know, you can't keep the ball in the yard. But man, I mean, still like 12 base runners. Like we have been. This has been a problem. Really, I would say. I don't I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would say going back probably to the All-Star break, like coming back off the All-Star break, it seemed like in the first half, you know, anytime the Rangers got a base runner on, they were money. Ever since then, it seems like we've had we've struggled getting those base runners in. So, um, you know, just a lot of work to be done for the Rangers right now on every front. Uh, offensively, they're getting guys on, but they're not getting runs scored. And, you know, I mean – it it also comes down to like sometimes the ball does not bounce your way and right now the ball's not bouncing the Rangers way. But what this team has to do is they have to forget about all that. They can get they they've still got their destiny in their hands. If you're listening to this show, you're 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 you got two with Paul you got your head in your hands and you're you're looking down and you're you know, your your elbows on your knees and your head in your hands and you're Man, these Rangers. But the Rangers still have their destiny in their hands. Maybe not as it relates to Houston at this point, but as it relates to Seattle, they've got two more series against Seattle. And if this team can pull together, win some ball games, get on a roll, and get hot down the stretch, they still have time. So let's stay optimistic. Let's pull for this team. Keep your Rangers gear on at work. Keep your Rangers gear on on the weekends. Keep going to the games. Keep watching the broadcast. Keep blasting them out on social media and talking good about this team and showing this organization that we're with them through thick and through thin. So uh, that's my final play on this uh, box score here. Uh, tonight it is Scherzday, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander. Man, we need the dog in it. We need the dog tonight, man. Like, like we need the best Max Scherzer that we can possibly get. Um, I know he's got some fatigue going on, and I understand that. But look, man, if we don't start getting some of these games, there's not going to be a, a postseason. And, you know, for for all year long, we've been the one resting guys on day three while the rest of these teams are having to keep the motor running. So it's time for us to get the motor running. It's time for us to kick it into an extra gear. And it's time to forget about injury. It's time to forget about all of that and start, you know, deer and he- you know, keeping your – your blinders on and looking straight ahead and uh, we need a big one from Scherzer tonight Rangers need to do what they've done to top pitching all year long they need to Framber Valdez they need to do to Verlander what they did to Framber Valdez I must call it a 
like a verb. They need a Framber Valdez, uh, uh, Verlander, but they need to get out there and beat Verlander tonight. No excuses. Got to put some runs up. Whoever comes out of that bullpen, man, one pitch at a time. That's all we need. Just, just make one, make the next good pitch. And I think this team can pull one out and salvage this series against Houston at home. Don't forget that Houston has been a significantly better team on the road than they have been at home. They're actually under 500 at home, but they are dominant on the road. So don't be too discouraged by them coming into our house and beating us because they've been doing it to everybody all year. Uh, so that's going to wrap up the show for the day. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Manimal will be back tomorrow, so we will have a kind of a, a, a coming home party for him. It'll be fun to have him back on the show because it is a tough thing to sit here and talk to yourself the whole time. But uh, I would be remiss not to give you guys some content. I know we missed the show night before last, so or day before last, so we're not going to do that to you again. You'll be able to get um, all your shows this week. We're going to get them all pumped out this week so that you guys have plenty of content to uh, ingest on this Ranger team because we are not giving up on the squad. Don't forget to follow us on the social media, TXRangersWTB. Don't forget our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com, all one word. Don't forget to check out us Check us out, uh, our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. It's $1.99 a month. We do all things minor league. And don't forget to smash that follow button on your favorite podcasting platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, yada, yada, wherever you find your favorite podcasting platform, we will be on there. And for the 300-pound animal in absentia, this is your boy Kev, a.k.a. YBK. We are Texas Rangers with the boys, and we are signing out.